Pinelands podcast. Today's guest is Emma Witt. Emma is an associate professor of environmental science at Stockton University. One of Emma's recent projects is water quality monitoring at Hamilton Lake, which is part of the Hamilton Creek and the Mullica River watershed. So Emma, could you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Uh, My name is Emma Witt, and I am an associate professor of environmental science. My specialty is hydrology and water quality. Mostly deal with surface water, but I do teach some about groundwater and uh, do a little research in that area as well. Most of my research is on forested water quality issues, but I do some urban stuff too. And how did you come to find yourself in this field and area of study? So when I was an undergraduate student... um, I had an internship that I got because my brother's best friend's dad was an environmental consultant, and he sent me out one day to take water samples, and that was just it. I knew that's what I wanted to do. Um, After a few years at the internship, I knew I didn't want to do environmental engineering or environmental consulting work so much as as the research part. So um, I had a really great professor uh, that taught forest watershed management, and he took us out to take samples in the forest. And then I knew that's what I wanted to do after that. And I ended up working with him on my PhD project. And then um, he helped me get a master's set up as well in Minnesota. And I just really like being outside and trying to solve water-based problems. So when I was looking for a job, one opened up at Stockton. And I had done my freshman year of college at Rutgers, And so I knew that New Jersey wasn't what it looked like on the TV, generally speaking. And I came to South Jersey to interview and I really, really loved it. And I've been here for, this is my eighth year. When you say that New Jersey didn't look like the way you saw it on TV, how, how do you mean that? Well, when I was at Cook College, um, the ag college up at Rutgers, there was, there were farm fields and you could see them from the dorms and it, it wasn't all suburbs and malls and trains and the city. And I, you could see some of the rural character. And then when I came to the Pinelands, the forest was awesome. I really enjoy the trees in general. I don't think I could necessarily live out West if there's no trees. So I need the trees to be here. And I really, really like these trees a lot. Kind of like a feeling of comfort. Yeah. (laughs) It's like a, a little feeling of home. And how did you find yourself at Stockton? Well, I needed a job and there was one open here. So I applied for it and ended up getting it. And it's been a perfect fit for me. Recently, you've been doing some site investigation at Hamilton Lake. What prompted your interest and Stockton's interest in doing work at at the lake? So um, the chair of the Hamilton Lake Water Quality Commission, Dan, had emailed one of my colleagues asking if anybody at Stockton would be interested in doing some work at the lake. And that colleague emailed our program and was like, who wants to do work at the lake? And I was like, I want to do work at the lake because I used to live outside of Hamilton. So I would do all my grocery shopping in Hamilton and spend a lot of time there. And so I was familiar with the area and I thought it would be a great opportunity for me to get out and look at a lake that's not Lake Fred, which is our lake here on campus, which is awesome, but um, to be able to try to help solve some problems. And they were 
more than happy to let me involve as many students as I wanted to. And so that was the big selling point for me is being able to get students experience in identifying, assessing, and, and helping to come up with solutions to problems. And what have you had the students doing um, with you and at the study site? So we started, um, I forget exactly when that email came in, but then there was COVID. (laughs) So that kind of set us back a little bit, but we were able to, I worked with three of my colleagues here to set up, I think it was somewhere between 10 and 15 independent study projects out there the first semester in spring of, or maybe it was fall of 2021. One of those, oh, that's this semester, fall of 2020. We set up a bunch of independent study projects out there to get an idea of just what's going on at the lake. So the students were out doing aquatic vegetation sampling with our ecologist, Dr. Stoller. They went out and did some mapping and water quality sampling with me. Um, Our GIS professor, Dr. Van, helped them do a lot of spatial analysis and come up with some ideas in terms of how the landscape might be impacting the lake. So we were able to do independent studies that first semester. And then my graduate class on watershed management, we kind of built their whole semester project and learning experiences around Hamilton Lake and trying to understand from a watershed management standpoint, what might be going on. So mostly it's been a combination of independent studies and classwork. And then I had a bunch of students out in the summer taking samples too. And what have you been finding? Um, Hamilton Lake is like a lot of South Jersey lakes. It's it's not especially unique. Um, the pH is a little bit higher than most Pinelands waters. But otherwise, from a water quality standpoint, it's generally okay. We took some coliform samples and they'll spike in the summer. Not really sure exactly why that's happening, but it seems like a pretty healthy lake. Uh, my colleague in aquatic ecology did find some interesting snails in there that I'm not 100 percent an expert on and some zebra mussels and some other um, interesting mollusk species. What prompted the Lake Quality Committee to come to you and to come to Stockton and ask to do this type of investigatory work? Yeah, I think he was just interested in, in getting more data for a start because there had been an effort going back to about 2013 to take regular water samples at the lake for the water quality commission beyond what normal sampling from DEP or the city or whoever is also sampling out there does. And I feel like they had been using high school students for a while, which is great. But um, when Stockton is willing to provide more students, that also works. And so I think they wanted to continue their sampling program and then talk about how to keep the lake Um, fishable because there are a lot of people that like to fish in the lake and maybe something with the coliform issue to get it swimmable again. So I'm not sure exactly what the water quality commission's ultimate goal, like do they want to reopen the beach and get lifeguards and make it um, approved for primary contact recreation again. But I think that's, that's an interesting goal to have. And for many decades, the lake did have a swimming beach where Residents and visitor, visitors could come in the summer and cool off and enjoy the trails and the forests around the lake park. Yeah, that's what I've heard from folks on the commission and then folks I talk to when we're out there. People will stop us and ask us what we're doing. And yeah, it's always, oh yeah, we used to swim here all the time. It was great. Um, 
And then all sorts of different stories about what people used to see on the lake and what kind of fish they caught and all that kind of stuff. I think it's a great centerpiece for Hamilton. And if it could be swimmable again, that'd be awesome. And for residents, say, if you don't, if you don't have a backyard pool, if maybe if you don't have air conditioning um, or a membership at the, the local swimming club, which can be quite expensive, the lake could be a real resource in the summertime for recreation and just to cool off. Absolutely. I, I think that's a great point. I mean, the lake also gets pretty hot in the summer based on the temperature readings we've been getting. Um, yeah. Anywhere that people can go and gather, especially outside and not only escape from the heat, but be in the nature, I think is a great idea. And there's that part of the Hamilton Lake Park that's preserved and forested. And, and what a great resource that is, too. Um, I think it's a great place to go. And what's your hope for the lake and for the work that you're you're doing around gathering all this data and, and information? Yeah, I have a student lined up for the spring who's going to really ramp up the sampling again. And a few areas we would like to discover more about are what happens to the water quality immediately after it rains and how does the amount of stormwater going into the lake impact the water quality. That's hard to do from a coliform perspective because you have to keep everything so sterile and run those samples within six hours of getting them. So if it rains at night, that makes it a little bit more difficult. But trying to get an idea just in general of um, where is all the water in the lake coming from beyond the couple tributary streams, but how is the stormwater impacting it? And um, what does that timing look like? What could we do on a larger watershed scale to to manage some of that? Somebody built a really nice rain garden out just by the parking lot near the lake. So some more infrastructure like that, that could help with stormwater. Our stormwater isn't treated. It just goes right into whatever water body is near us here. Um, so anything that's on the ground can end up in the lake and that can cause problems. So that's one area I would like to go. Yeah, that that rain garden at the lake was built by a, a cooperative group, Pinelands Preservation Alliance and Jack, and uh, they're all operating under the Flood Defense Coalition label. Yeah, it's a really good looking rain garden. One thing that's somewhat newly been happening is that the town, when there's heavy rain events, there's been some flooding on streets and and um, yards and even some farmland areas. Is it your suspicion that some of that stormwater is also flowing into the lake? I believe that's true. Um, I do think that at least part of the town stormwater system drains. I mean, it has to drain somewhere. So it's either draining to Hamilton Creek or to a lake that or a stream that might end up in the lake. I don't know that it necessarily drains directly to the lake. Um, but that would be something I'd like to find out. Where is all the stormwater going? I'm sure the city knows. How has it been working with the town? Have they been receptive to what you've been finding? Oh, yeah, it's been amazing, especially working with the Water Quality Commission. They've been great. All of them are willing to help. When um, Dr. Stoller went out and did his vegetation survey this fall, he just asked Dan, you know, can do you have anybody that would be willing to let us use canoe or kayaks for a day? And folks brought all sorts of boats over for the students to use. So, um, yeah, they've been great. That's primarily who I've been working with. And as far as the public goes, is there a way for people to get involved or just stay up to date with what you've been finding? 
That's a good question. I hadn't really thought about that because um, so far we've given a presentation to the Water Quality Commission and a couple presentations to them, and that's about as far as we've made it. I think it has really been interesting to try to work during the pandemic with this kind of stuff. And you know, we haven't been able to do as much as I want to yet, but we will. Um, yeah, I think we'll we'll have to set something up where people can stay informed and, and get involved. I've also worked a lot with the wastewater treatment plant because they let us run the coliform samples over there. And they've been amazing um, in helping me understand exactly how all the infrastructure of the city works. That's not something that I was ever taught in school because I didn't go to school for engineering or anything like that. And Hamilton is in an interesting situation where they're trying to find ways for their treated effluent to infiltrate into the groundwater instead of just outflowing into the Hamilton Creek or some other water body. Right. And that's a great example I use every semester in my water classes. Um, when we talk about the hydrologic cycle and, and a water budget for a place, our drinking water is coming from groundwater, but we're putting it back either into the ocean or to a stream. And so recharging our valuable, valuable aquifers is important. And I think it's great that Hamilton is trying to do that with their effluent. It's, it's a great idea. And besides Hamilton, are there any other study areas that, that you're focusing on right now? That's my primary lake-based study area. I've developed a new class here at Stockton called Exploring Lake Fred. And so we're starting to explore Lake Fred more and more. And the more I understand Lake Fred, it's very similar to what happens at Hamilton Lake in terms of water quality measurements that I get. Um, I have a project with the New Jersey DEP right now trying to understand how the deer population influences forest regeneration. That's where I'm going after this, to go check fences and make sure that there's no deer inside of them. Um, and then I was working, I'm still kind of working with New Jersey Audubon and DEP and Fish and Wildlife on a bog turtle restoration project, which is cool. So I don't really do anything with the turtles, but they're trying to do some stream restoration and reclaim an old tile drained ag field and restore a little bit of wetland area. And so I can help by understanding how when it rains, this is pretty much all I do. When it rains, what happens to the water? How fast does it get to the creek? How long does the creek or the lake stay elevated after it rains and those sort of things? And so a proper restoration will slow that process down. And for forest restoration, what type of forest are you concerned with or looking at? So we have um, four fences. We've got two in Brendan Burn and two in Wharton. Um, at each of the forest sites, we've got one fence in a cedar, uh, Atlantic white cedar wetland, and one in an upland. So we're mostly looking at the, the pine oak upland and the Atlantic white cedar regen. Compared with the rest of the state, the deer density in the pinelands is relatively low, yet you're still seeing effects from browse? We can see it visually when you're out there. And we've got three fences here on campus, too. Our deer density here is pretty high. <laughs> um, but you can tell that where the deer have been browsing. Um, we just finished this summer collecting data with two students who did a complete vegetation survey from the smallest vegetation on the ground to the tallest trees to try to see what the impact is. And you can like it, you can tell in the shrub layer, um, pretty sure the places that we're seeing Atlantic white cedar regeneration are within the fences. And so as the state makes a push towards that, you know, the deer are going to be a continuing issue eating those. Um, that's 
most of what we found. We're hoping to get a paper out on that at some point in the future. As a starting point, the state would like to restore 10,000 acres of Atlantic white cedar in the western section of Wharton State Forest. Do you think that your work will help inform that project? I would hope that they could be used for that. Um, I think there's just a practical limit on how many eight-foot fences you can build in a swamp. Um, They're a nightmare to keep up. Um, Yeah, I think if we could help, we would. And getting back to Hamilton Lake, will you be continuing your your monitoring through winter and spring? Given the previous sampling was mostly done in the summer because that's when students are, are free to do it, um, we're missing the winter picture and how the lake behaves um, year round. So I do want to get out there uh, as much as we can during the winter and spring semester as well as the summer. Um, you know, I hear stories all the time. We used to go ice skating on the lake. You could do all sorts of winter activities out there. That's not really going to happen much anymore. I don't really think that lake freezes. At least it hasn't any time I've been out there. Um, so understanding um, when it snows, how we're treating the roads, where does that runoff go? How long does it stay in the lake? What is What might the impacts of that be? That's somewhere that Dr. Stoller and I can really collaborate because he has a lot of experience and expertise in that as well. So long-term, when do you think you'll have a preliminary picture of, of what you believe is happening at the lake? Um, I'll keep giving my findings to the Water Quality Commission whenever they ask me for them. Um, but I do think at some point we're going to have to figure out where these coliforms are coming from. Um, if that's the problem that's keeping the lake from being swimmable, and it seems like that has historically been what the issue is, where are they coming from and how can we minimize their introduction into the lake? I don't know the answer to that question yet. So any recommendations are kind of just guessing at this point. Everybody has an opinion on where they're coming from. Oh, it's the deer. Oh, it's the geese. Oh, it's dogs. It's people. I don't I don't know where it's coming from. And what method would you use to determine that? So you can get uh, coliform samples tested, DNA tested, so we could at least figure out, is it um, a mammal? Is it a bird? Are they other species. I think they can even go down to, like, it's pretty easy to tell if it's human or not. And um, hopefully that's not the case. I don't think that's the case, but you can get, at least figure out, is it the geese or, or something else in there? So my final question is, what does success look like at Hamilton Lake? Well, I think one interesting thing about the way we manage waters here is that we decide if it's clean or not based on what we want to use it for. So Hamilton Lake is clean for fishing. It's clean for kayaking. It's just not clean for swimming. Um, And another thing that I really like about Hamilton Lake is compared to most South Jersey lakes that I deal with. So Lake Fred and, you know, I like to go kayaking up at Harrisonville and um, Batstow in those areas. It's more urban. And so it has different problems than a lot of our Pinelands lakes in some ways, but it also has a lot of the same problems. There's no natural lakes in South Jersey. So trying to restore or make it pristine again is not a, is not a goal that you can have for a South Jersey lake that's created by a dam. You can just kind of manage it for what will benefit the most people, hopefully. Um, and that creates some problems. Um, 
but I do like Hamilton Lake a lot. And my final, final question is what kind of music do you like listening to if you're taking samples or just driving to a study site? Most of the time when I'm taking samples, I listen to podcasts, but if it's music, then I'm really on a bronze radio return kick right now with a little arcade fire, just try to keep things moving. <laughs> um, but yeah. Do you have any podcast recommendations? Um, most of the ones I listen to are about pop culture and Below Deck and Bravo TV. It's kind of like turn the brain off for a minute. Although I did hear several amazing episodes of the Ologies podcast. So if folks are interested in um, science and, and nature and environmental science. That one is great. I heard one episode with Robin Wall Kimmerer, who is a moss scientist, and she is super into it. And she was great. She also has a lot to say about um, indigenous knowledge and environmental science, and we didn't start these ideas. So that one was great. I also read a really good book called um, Under the White Sky, I think it's called, by Elizabeth Corbett, I believe her name is. She also wrote The Sixth Extinction. And that really helps me with the Hamilton Lake stuff because it's how can we manage what we've already done for the changing climate and what's the population changes and everything that's going to happen in the next century. So especially with Hamilton Lake, something that's not a natural feature, but has been there for, I don't know, 100, 150 years, something like that, managing it in a way that's responsible. Well, Emma, thank you so much for talking today. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what you find out about Hamilton Lake and all the other great research you're doing. Yeah, thanks for having me.